4: Did we just invent California?
2: Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.
0: Welcome to Special Teams, a production of iHeartRadio. side special teams with Jason Smith and Mike Harmon, our weekly podcast where we take a look back at a big team and their big season in sports history Sometimes it's football, sometimes it's baseball Sometimes it's basketball, sometimes it's peg. although big seasons in peg Just end with people losing fingers So we don't want to focus on that too much
1: Well, I don't know, there's some exciting ends uh, there, We're going to have to get rights to the video highlights Oh, <laughs> we just
0: lost his ring finger Like John Wick You're talking, <laughs> about, Sorry, you're talking about the play-by-play that you and I can do For some of those <laughs> classic matchups a Class- 30 for 30 so we are looking back today at the magical year of the 2011-2012 Oklahoma City Thunder, the team that lost the NBA Finals to the Miami Heat. It was LeBron James's first championship. But this was the year where it was all supposed to come together for a star-studded team led by Kevin Durant, led by Russell Westbrook, and six man of the year, James Harden. You know, it's been a long time, and everybody forgets just what kind of talent was on this team. And especially since earlier in this NBA season, the big who's the greatest Thunder player of all time topic came up. And of course, Kevin Durant is all chapped if you say it's not him. And Russell Westbrook is still the most beloved former member of the Thunder. But, you know, for me, this season and and, and how this played out, you know, the hardened aspect of it is just tremendously interesting because you see the super duper star the guys become. And Oklahoma City had all three of these guys, and now they have none of them. Well, it's just amazing how the the power of observation
1: and your your ability to draft well and not rise up a building of an organization. You normally talk about this with college football or basketball programs where it takes a few years to implement what you want to do. The NBA, it's normally, all right, we got our one guy and there's enough
0: veterans around. This should fix it. Here, it was... A stable of guys, homegrown. I mean, it was Kevin Durant, his third straight scoring title, and and clearly this was the next team that was becoming. It was the Miami Heat had everybody join up, but here's the Thunder that we didn't spend as much attention on because let's face it, LeBron James and the traveling circus gained all of our attention. Oh
1: sure, and they 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 cried about being portrayed as villains. Yes, of course. So I mean, of that course. was a beautiful. <laughs> second part to it it wasn't just hey the circus is in town it's they're crying while they're performing because you're you're not embracing
0: what they did it was their fourth season in Oklahoma City Scott Brooks was the head coach and Sam Presti who we'll get into later on who really was the architect of the dismantling of the Oklahoma City Thunder as we knew them this year uh they were in charge of a team that really had three great players and uh, Not a lot else. <laughs> you, you leave just, Kendrick Perkins alone. He'll come know, after you. you know, Kendrick Perkins, he's going to be so upset. Oh, I'll tell you who the best Thunder players were and I'll fight you. I mean, Serge Ibaka was really the only other player that really dented anything. He was a first team all NBA defensive player. Right, but, nine and eight guy. You know, even players like Reggie Jackson, who later on turned into a player who wasn't bad. He was just a rookie. He didn't score that much. You know, they they relied on Nazi Muhammad and they, they got Derek Fisher late in the season for some veteran league. Leadership, But it's not like they relied on any of these other guys besides their big three. It was, hey, KD and Westbrook are going to carry us. And when it's time, we bring James Harden off the bench. And just think about that. James Harden spent the first few years of his career coming off the bench for the Oklahoma City Thunder. He started two games
1: in the regular
0: season that year. Appeared in 62 games, averaging
1: nearly 17 points per game uh, and 31 minutes. So... You know, he wasn't on the bench long (laughs) for long stretches, but just kind of funny, right? I mean, it's the formula that's been tried and true for so many NBA teams is we have one or two guys we like, and let's see if they can drag the rest of a a roster with them. And these three, I mean, think about it. They were 23, 22 years old, still Mm -hmm. figuring out and navigating through stardom as people paid more and more attention to what they could be. Because let's face it, they're
0: rolling up big point totals along the way. And this team didn't really get a lot in the draft. I mean, look, like they said, they got Reggie Jackson, but he really didn't contribute all that much. Didn't really do a lot in free agency. This was, we have a young core. And we are going to see how they continue to progress. And that's exactly what they did. And this was this when when it when as the season rolled on, it kind of became the, well, who's going to be anointed first, LeBron James or KD and Russell Westbrook, who became synonymous players with each other, you know, because what 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 people forget when you look we look back at teams like this, it's, you know, KD and Westbrook have always been linked together. You know, whatever it is, even when KD left and and went to the Golden State Warriors, but. You know, to remember back at the beginning, it was these two guys are gonna do it together for a long time. It's like Shaq and Kobe. They're gonna come in mm-hmm. and look at look at these two guys, look at the way their games and, and do they play off one another? And you know, Russell Westbrook didn't play as nearly as much hero ball as he did later on, but this was the beginning of what a great one-two duo they had. Where in Miami it was becoming LeBron James and And Dwayne Wade was clearly the number two on that team. And then it was Chris Bosch. And then it was everybody else where LeBron rose up to make it. It's him. Even though KD was the better player, it was boy. Westbrook does a lot. And the debate began who's better for the team who's more important. Westbrook and Durant. And, you know, it was a conversation that that fueled discussions in the NBA for years.
1: That's the the beauty of it, because it still has legs to this day. And, And you mentioned the who's the greatest Thunder player. Uh, Debate that took up a good chunk of uh, air around Christmas time of the 2019-2020 season. But when you look at the heat, those guys were entering phase two of their careers, right? Where they'd had success. Wade already had a title. LeBron had gotten to a finals. and, And he knew what it was like to drag Guys along with you mm-hmm. kicking and screaming. Well, and that's
0: exactly what Oklahoma said. They dragged their entire roster kicking and screaming. Same, same thing here, right? Three, three and guys. We're dragging and everybody yeah. else.
1: Exactly. <laughs> but he at least had three guys pulling the same way. LeBron, the first time go around in Cleveland, mm-hmm. was a one man band with a lot on his back. But in Miami, it was the conscious decision of, all right, here's what we're going to do, and we're going to go at this together. With the Thunder, you had two guys, their identity was not secure yet, right? Mm-hmm. Both budding stars but that battle for 1A and 1B, who's got the bigger
0: name on the marquee? Uh, So as the Oklahoma City Thunder got ready for what was going to be their best year ever in the NBA, what else was going on in the magical year of 2012?
3: 2012.
0: NBA-wise, it was the year of Mike Harmon, or really the, the couple of months of Linsanity. Jeremy Lin took New York by surprise. Carmelo Anthony got hurt. Suddenly, Jeremy Lin is scoring 25 a game. And you're thinking, at least I'm thinking, oh my God, the Knicks found a superstar. I mean, it didn't work out that way, but oh my God, for a couple. Well, of it was weeks, about
1: as short as the NBA season, right? Yeah. Coming out of the lockout. Well, that's and- what
0: people forget is that this was, you know, this was a sixty-six game season, which about is what you need for an NBA yeah, year. kind of keep saying. It starts can, on Christmas night, and- which is what we say every year. And- uh, that's when it should begin. You could play sixty-six games and have it and have it go, and that—that's really what you needed. start a couple of months later. The NBA season is way too long, but. Not shortly after the season began, sanity was a very big mm-hmm. deal uh, as everybody wanted to see how good the Knicks were with Jeremy Lin. And I remember the conversation with Carmelo Anthony was, can you coexist with Jeremy Lin when you come back from injury? And he's like, whoa, this dude plays good for like two weeks. And suddenly now, like, I got I to fit back in with him. But this is what happened when, you know, Melo had a chance to carry the Knicks and he couldn't do it. Uh, the big movies of the year. The Avengers graced the screen for the first time. Comic book come to life. Also, Fifty Shades of Grey. Anastasia Steele.
1: Giggity, giggity,
0: giggity. I mean, you have the Dark Knight. Dark
1: (laughs) Knight. Different, different movie.
0: Uh, Two of the big songs of the year. Carly Rae Jepsen would make it big with Call Me Maybe, which was... I remember that being one of my daughter's favorite songs. It was when Zoe was, she was four years old and it was one of the songs she liked listening and it was very peppy and she was like, oh, dad, want it? can I hear Call Me Maybe? I'm like, sure, we'll call me I maybe. I was
1: really glad I was feeding Queen and
0: Jethro <laughs> Tull over the speakers of the car. Snot's running down his nose. Dad, why is it a song about snot running down his nose? Just listen, he he shut He
1: tells about our experience. It's Ian Anderson. Just listen, he's a
0: genius. That is right. Uh, but... Even more popular than Call Me Maybe, Whoop'em Gangnam Style. Oh, Oh, Gangnam
1: Style was everywhere. And then whenever you went to a wedding and they'd pop that out. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you had to watch the. Oh, it's a Gangnam Style wedding. Okay. I'm going home. Blue Hair Society come out there and and try to go along with it. And you just were hoping nobody got hurt.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anybody get hurt in this Gangnam Style? No, all right, good. All right, we can move on. That's great. Next song. Go back to a slow one. So here are the Oklahoma City Thunder getting set for the 2011-2012 season. And look, just just to focus on this just for another couple of seconds here is it became not a regular occurrence, but we weren't as shocked when the NBA had labor difficulty. Mm -hmm. And maybe because of this, it got to fans that, all right, uh, 82 games is a lot of games. I mean, 60 – really, we've talked about this on our show many times – you can play 55 or 60 games in the NBA season and nothing is going to change. Your teams at game 55 will be the same teams at the top and bottom of the conference in game 82. Maybe you get a little bit of difference in the lower seeds. Like maybe the, the team that finishes in the eighth seed would finish ninth and the team that finishes ninth would get into the playoffs or the team that seated seventh would be a six seed. But once you get to game 55, 60, you know how everybody's going to be and, and really how Great is the race for the bottom couple of spots in the conference because those teams always go home. The top of the teams now are too good. So if you get in at seven or eight while you're just going home in the first round, so it's really not that compelling, you could start the season later or spread it out a little bit more so you don't have back-to-backs, play 60 games and 65 games, that'd be it. It'd be perfect NBA season. Yeah, if you could figure out the
1: revenue side of it, I'm sure the NBA and the Players Association would be happy to talk to you. But that's where it gets difficult is that, you you do have guys the the players with more power than they've ever had, and certainly flexing their muscle. Uh, given the way contracts have gone, you go back to the ousting of Donald Sterling, which we've talked about. That you you suddenly look at lengths of contracts became a bigger deal, right? Mm-hmm. I only want a two year, one year option. Why? Because the cap keeps going up, which means I can get another raise instead of locking in for five, seven years, or whatever. Was customary before, so you have that change. So and players deciding, you know what? I'd rather win slash have fun than try to be a one man gang in in a bad situation. Knicks. So you have guys that I was thinking you were gonna go one man gang WWE. Well, I was yeah, I was gonna. All right, uh, I, I didn't feel like doing the scream because sometimes then you start coughing and it's just <laughs> bad for business. Go back and look at one man gang highlights at your leisure. But the the idea. Of teaming up was also starting to really become in vogue and, and all of these flow through. And as conversations you and I have had on, on our show multiple times, load management is going to be prevalent regardless of the number of games that are played. That That's not going to solve any, any issues or any uh, hand-wringing that people do over that part of the process. It's really just a the more you tell fans and reinforce the idea that 82 games are unnecessary and we're playing a bunch of exhibitions, you've given them reason to tune out, which is why you have a lot of issues with your local and national ratings, even when you try to promote a big time on paper, a big time game on, on the schedule. It's a, ah, there's still another three months of the regular season. We'll see you in <laughs> April.
0: So, as the Thunder got ready for the season, coming up, we'll tell you about the moment that could have turned them into NBA champions that didn't go their way and the drama following the season that really turned them into a team that you knew that was their last run getting to the NBA Finals. All that and more as we continue. Special teams with Jason Smith and Mike Harmon, the 2011-2012 Oklahoma City Thunder, the team that almost did it all. rolling on with special teams with jason smith and mike Harmon, our look back at the 2011-2012 oklahoma city thunder who nearly became legendary as they fell just short of winning the nba title with kevin durant russell westbrook and a young james harden coming off the bench at 22 years of age and you mentioned this a few minutes ago but they go 47 and 19 this year and they finished one in the West and it's a very big year for them or, or first in their division. And yeah, their best players We're all 22 and 23 years old. You know, Durant and Westbrook were both 23. Harden was 22. Serge Ibaka was 22. And even the rest of their, you know, quote, core guys. You got Kendrick Perkins, you know, who was serviceable. He was only 27. You know, uh, Cephalosha was 27. Fisher was old. They picked him up uh, at at the trade deadline, but everybody else was young. and, And it was, we have a, we have a great future ahead of us. We just have to keep this group together the heat knew we have to keep our three guys together as long as possible and you would think it would happen for the Oklahoma City Thunder but they lose James Harden following the season but that's what I keep coming back to after this is that yes I get they lost to the heat and then the heat with LeBron and Wade and Bosh was something but man with Durant and Westbrook and Harden you couldn't make it work you couldn't find a way to make this work and you couldn't find a way to get a little bit more out of Harden I mean this was Two guys who were starting and Harden playing 30 minutes a game, scoring 17 a game, six man of the year off the bench. This would, Teams would kill for these three guys right now. And Oklahoma City had them, and, and then it lost all of them. Well, and that's the problem, right? Bright lights,
1: other opportunities, living in a fishbowl. I mean, remember the Mr. Unreliable headline that became mm-hmm. such a big deal. Mom starts getting in the editorials. And as soon as that happens, as we know, as soon as family gets involved, it's off the rails, right? Whatever the business you're in is mm-hmm. as soon as a family members, you know, chiming in with what you're doing uh, publicly in, in this. And certainly in our, our field, occasionally family members decide they want to chime in on what we're doing. Uh, that That's usually
0: not good for like business. Like when my dad calls in, oh, dad, dad what, yeah, what, no, do you, what, what do you want do? but we invite to? Walt in. I mean, yeah, invite him in, but okay, that's fine. Yeah, sure.
1: Uh, well, Frostberg <laughs> likes, uh, our executive producer <laughs> of the show, uh, likes to torment you with that. But it it becomes hard, right? Everybody wants to decide, you know, I want to be the leader. I want to do this on my own. I want to prove I'm the A-list guy. right? Because if you're Harden, you're coming in and you're scoring a ton of points, saving their bacon a number of times. But you're the third guy. Six man of the year is great. I mean, Lou Williams, I'm sure, loves that. He'd rather be talking about, all right, I'm considered one of the best ever and MVPs, not one of the best guys off the bench mm-hmm. of all time, right? Yeah. And for James Harden, that was his future there, right? Instant offense off the bench because there's not enough basketballs to go around with all three of those guys on the court necessarily for long stretches of time. Right. So you have to keep those rotations intact. And so ego and dollars and cents also comes into play because I mean,
0: thinking about maxing out those three guys, you still got to feel the team. Well, here's the thing. (laughs) Think about this because the reason they let James Harden go at the end it comes down to it for me is that they didn't they didn't think they could really re-sign him, want to re-sign him and pay him all that money. So they let him go. But this is still pretty recent history in the NBA. And mm-hmm. it's not the thirty eight million dollar a year salaries the top players are getting now. But between Durant and Westbrook and Harden, you were paying these guys in that year a total of twenty five million dollars. How about that? That's, that's all you were paying for those less than three. That's a decade ago. That's, that's, that's one year for J.J. Reddick right now. Yeah. I mean, that's one year for J.J. Reddick is at $25 million, And you were paying Durant $15.5 million, Westbrook was making $5 million, and Harden was making $4 million. I always love that J.J. Reddick is your go-to when <laughs> well, it comes I mean, to contracts. You know, just the fact J.J. Reddick makes more money than <laughs> J.J. Watt, all of these things. He's, he's the guy I go to for that. Hey, but, J.J. Reddick's not hosting Saturday Night Live but this is, anytime No, so. that's true. You're right about that but this is i mean this is not too long ago and the thunder they were poised to have everything and look the the, the end as it comes is really was really about harden but you know for this season this was going to be it. You know, they roll through the regular mm-hmm. season. And like I said, they, they win the Northwest division and they have no trouble with anybody in the playoffs. No, they cruised. You know, that that cruise was real. You know, well, while we didn't really pay as much attention then because, well, everybody, all our focus was on the heat. How are the heat going to do that? Because really, there were there were two stories in the NBA when LeBron was with the heat. It was what the heat are doing. And it's everybody else. Uh, So Durant wins his third scoring title They sweep the Dallas Mavericks In the first round of the playoffs And then they beat the Lakers in five And I don't know if this was the wake-up call The NBA needed But this was well, they just got rid of Kobe Bryant and the Lakers like they were nothing. Even though Kobe had a big series, you know, the last couple of games, he had, I think he had like 35 and 40 and 40, and it didn't matter because Oklahoma City was just too good for them. But I think beating the Lakers the way they did, the Lakers were the three seed. That was okay, now they've arrived. These young kids have arrived because here go the Lakers. They won a couple of, of titles under Kobe Bryant, as he was the one. All right, maybe the Lakers. No, this is Oklahoma City saying, Yeah, thanks for coming. We're we're going home.
1: Well, because you look at that roster, right? They were still a 41 and 25 team where the Lakers that year, Kobe Bryant, uh the leader. And you Paul Gasol still playing at the peak of his game. And some of the other luminaries, just because I, I like going through that roster, mm-hmm. uh, when you can use uh, Jason Capono, Matt Barnes. <laughs> you want me to keep going? Uh, <laughs> Troy Murphy, Luke Walton. I mean, you've still got Kobe and, and Paul Gasol at the top. Andrew Bynum averaged over 18.5 uh, points a game. Andrew was year. in the league, yeah. But eighteen point seven and eleven point eight that year. Yeah. That was his. That was it. That was, that way, was oh, his. Now peak, finally, right? he's got he finally got it. it. The Lakers' so, big man is so here. So being able to go in and dispatch and dispose of them so easily. Oh, it's one of the raised eyebrows of
0: all right. You've, you're on the run. Can you finish the job? waiting for the Thunder in the Western Conference final number one seed San Antonio Spurs. And if they were going to go home, this was going to be the time, because this is when the Spurs are in the midst of their big dominant run in the West. It's the Spurs or the Lakers, the Spurs or the Lakers. And the Spurs come out in the first two games, and they win the first two at home. And so the Thunder go home down to zip and. You know, this was the this was the the point in their season where it could have gone either way. Well, it's a great run, but they're still young. They're all 22, 23 years old. The Spurs know how to win. Even though the Thunder are going home, the Spurs are going to get one of the next couple of games. They might win this. And even though the Thunder have arrived as far as, hey, we got to take them seriously, do they really have enough to beat the Spurs? But... The Thunder win the next two games. KD scores 36 points in game four. as The Thunder win at 109-103. Then they go on the road and withstand 34 from Manu Ginobili, and they beat the Spurs 108-103. They win game six, 107-99. Kevin Durant scores 34, and the Thunder move on to the NBA Finals. I thought they're here. This is the arrival. I don't care who they're playing. They wound up, hey, look, they're going to play the Heat. I thought this was going to be just like it's been for LeBron up in his career up until now. It's going to be close, but no cigar because these players are playing with no conscience. You know, KD and Westbrook, they were comfortable in the situation. You know, they with Harden in support who didn't have a great playoff, but still it was KD, it was Westbrook. And I don't think anybody could stop them. It was. It was that here. The this is a the young guard is here, and LeBron's missed his chance. He went to go team up, and he's now going to be doomed to making it far and losing, and making it far and losing. This was the Thunder. Okay, they got everybody's attention with the Lakers, and now they beat the Spurs. This is their time. We're going to anoint them the champions.
1: Well, and they're playing loose, free bad because the pressure's not on them. The pressure's all on the other side, right? It's all on the Heat. The media ready to either throw rose petals at LeBron's feet or tomatoes, Mm -hmm. depending which way this series went. So for the young Thunder, while there might've been some issues internally about roles and who's getting credit for what, uh, what would become a constant theme in Kevin Durant's life, by the way, uh, (laughs) across his NBA (laughs) career. Uh, But while that was behind the scenes, I mean, externally, they didn't have any any pressure on them. The expectations were: all right, we're gonna see this a while. Somehow, some way, the comrades will prevail. Mm-hmm. These guys will realize how good this is, and they'll not want to leave. Again, you, you pointed out the salaries before, and it's not the funny money it is today. All right, a decade later, but still, two of those guys were making a quarter. Of what Kevin Durant was. Yeah, I mean,
0: Durant yeah. re-signed with the Thunder for like $90 million, And it was a lot of money. I never thought he would re-sign. Because, you know, look, and this is something we'll get into later on the podcast, is that I never thought basketball could sustain itself in Oklahoma City. A really good team could sustain itself because it's too small a market, and eventually the Stars are going to want to go someplace else. And I thought, Kevin Durant, well, that's clearly going to be him. But no, he re-signed. I'm staying. Whoa, you're staying? He was a different kind of dude. And that was the first time you saw that was he decided to stay. Okay, could have gone to the bright lights mm-hmm. of anywhere. He decided to stay. He was a little bit different. But as you see what happened with Oklahoma City, you know they everybody wound up leaving. It's like the... The parents that raised the three kids and, you know, they get along, but they fight and eventually they slowly leave the house and they they don't come back and visit anymore. And the parents are going, what happened? How, how do we drive our kids so far away? But I remember going, they, they, how are they going to be able to sustain this? Because who's going to stay? And here they had it. They had, a, they had guys that got lucky in the draft three times. Yeah. They got lucky three times. They could have been sitting there with Greg Oden and trying to make it work with him and Russell Westbrook, but no, they were, Hey, well, we'll we take need a Kevin. new leg. We'll take Kevin Durant. All right. We have the second pick. We'll take Kevin Durant. Come on. Here's Russell the swim Westbrook's, reaper. Come on. Russell Westbrook's there at number four. Okay. James Harden who hit it, who hit it large in his last year at Arizona state uh, lost to Syracuse in the tournament that year. Uh, you know, Hey, we got Harden. get Come Syracuse. Look how good it. he is. Well, I tried to get Syracuse. In just, I mean, it's germane to James Harden story. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of is a little bit, and you got Jermaine in. no yeah, but not Joe Jermaine, not With the, the former Ohio State quarterback no, no, Joe Jermaine. We spelled it the it same was way. was Jermaine though. to them. Yeah. Uh, so the Thunder are set to square off against the Miami Heat. I, I would say this NBA final star power. I mean, look, I don't know that you had anything bigger than this when you talk about LeBron and Wade and KD and Westbrook and Harden, because. We've had finals with Star Power before, but let's say, let's take Lakers Celtics. All right, is Kobe and Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce the same as these? No, you're talking about these are the best players no, you're in the going NBA You're for just going back a to decade. The,
1: the old Lakers Celtics, Yes,
0: yeah, You're going back, okay, When Here's it's Magic DJ, and Green, and Magic. yeah, you're going because, think <laughs> right, because those of starting
1: fives plus two or three guys off the bench. I mean, that's just ridiculous for yeah. us. And
0: I don't even count in Bosch. I'm just, you know, LeBron and Wade. You're talking about all these, these are all Hall of Famers that are not just great players, right. but the best of the best players of their generation squaring off in the finals. And I really, I thought LeBron, it's it, it, it he's just doomed to this. It's going to wind up, they're going to wind up playing, and the Thunder are going to win. It's going to be, ah, look at LeBron. He joined up and he's going to lose again. Ha ah, LeBron. I thought that's how it was going to Think gonna about go. Sports Talk Radio, had that happen? Mm. My God. So the Thunder (laughs) and the Heat set to square off for the NBA title. What was the moment that could have turned the Thunder into champions and instead tilted the momentum to the Miami Heat? Plus, we get into the insanity, not the Linsanity, but the insanity of what happened with James Harden following the season. Keep it right here. Special teams, we look back at the legendary, if not champion, 2011-2012 Oklahoma City Thunder.
3: So here it was, the Thunder
0: and the Heat for the NBA title. LeBron looking for his first championship, so were Kevin Durant, the Oklahoma City Thunder. And game one, I said, hey, I'm a prophet. The second youngest team in the NBA Finals, Oklahoma City Thunder. They win game one. They hold LeBron James to no points for the first eight minutes of the fourth quarter. And I thought, again, this is just how it's going to go. This is how it's going for LeBron in the NBA Finals. He plays great, but he disappears and goes scoreless, and his team loses. Eight minutes, no points for him in the first, uh, in, in the first eight minutes of the fourth quarter, game one. The Oklahoma City Thunder win, and I thought maybe this is going to be a sweep.
1: Look at that. You were calling for a sweep. I thought it was like going to be a sweep. In other words, you were looking for that hot take going. That's it. LeBron's done. <laughs> he built this palace. He said, not two, not three, not four. And he's going to get hammered. And you were ready to stick the
0: dagger in him and up all night. Look, Katie scored 36. It was, th- this is just what Oklahoma City had done. And uh, there, I mean, again, it's okay. We're just going to have this storyline forever. LeBron is great. Then he gets to the finals. Something happens. He doesn't play well. He goes passive. He doesn't shoot. What is going on with LeBron James? I mean, really, we asked those questions for so long during LeBron's career. What happened to What happens right. to him in the NBA Finals? Same thing happened against the Dallas Mavericks the year before when he went hot potato, didn't shoot the basketball yeah, well, he, in the fourth quarter. He shrunk away. What, it, that's what's, and, and now this is an even better team because you have a, a three big a big three and two of the biggest superstars in the game. You had five guys in double
1: figures for the Heat in this one. You got 30 for James, 19 for Wade, 10 out of Bosch, four of 11 from the field. So, not a huge impact there, only five rebounds. And then you got 17 from Shane Battier. Right, you got yourself some quality, mm-hmm. quality minutes, quality time. He goes 17 and four in his 41 minutes played. So, You certainly got production, but when it mattered, they clamped down and they were able to get the ball out of James' hands to give them the decided advantage and a game one
0: victory. Game two was where everything changed for the series and for LeBron James's legacy and career and for KD, Westbrook, and Harden. Coming off this win, Miami plays extremely well coming back in game two. They, they get a big 17-point lead at one point. The Thunder come back in the fourth quarter. Kevin Durant hits a three late to make it a two-point game. And then in the closing seconds, the Thunder had the ball, and Durant misses a game-tying jumper that would have tied the game, The Heat hit a couple of free throws, and they win game two 100-96. This play has gone through so much scrutiny in the NBA as Durant gets the ball just off the baseline, off an inbounds pass with a few seconds left. And it looks like he's going to try to drive to the hoop, and LeBron James completely sticks his arm and his hip in to impede his path to the hoop had Kevin Durant kept driving he probably gets the foul call but Durant liked the look he had because it was only about a seven or eight footer and he decides to pull up for the jumper LeBron still has his arm completely across Kevin Durant's stomach Durant's jumper does not go he'd get the rebound again they hit the free throws they win game two I don't know how LeBron has not called for a foul in this situation because clearly he committed one. He impeded the path of Kevin Durant. And you can't say, well, LeBron gets a superstar call because Kevin Durant's a superstar. He didn't get that call. Had this shot gone, it would have only have tied the game. But it would have been LeBron's sixth foul and the Heat would have had to navigate overtime without LeBron James. And LeBron led the the Heat with 32 points in this game. He had a huge night. There's no way they would have gotten through overtime on the road after Kevin Durant hits this shot and won this game. This non-call changed everything in the series.
1: Well, one of the things I know you uh, coaching your daughter's soccer teams and certainly uh, a little bit of softball too, right? Sometimes uh, the ball comes inside might not have really gotten you, but you take your base Mm -hmm. as opposed to, I want to keep the bat in my hand or soccer. I mean, I know you're teaching some good acting skills and some there's no question about it. Same thing here for Kevin Durant, though, either go with it and sell and try to figure out, you know, whether they'll have the intestinal fortitude to follow LeBron James out, because that's the other part when you get about superstars, right? LeBron, Kevin Durant is now, you know, we we talk about who's the greatest in the game when healthy Mm -hmm. and everything. Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James still at this point. And then you've got Kevin Durant. It still wasn't an equity at that point, right? So LeBron James is probably still getting the benefit of the doubt. If nothing else, you might have a buzzer like the Astros to
0: the referees if they try to follow him out. (laughs) Nope, nope, nope. We need to keep the audience. Well, it was a gamble by LeBron, who Mm -hmm. I'm sure he thought... If I get called, well, he's going to the free throw line and we're going to have the last shot. If I don't get called, well, hey, I alter his shot. We get the rebound. We win the game. It was a gamble and it worked out. But that's the thing about players like Kevin Durant is that he's a shooter. And like I always say, shooters shoot. And they always try. I want to make this shot. Had he tried to sell the foul call a little bit, he would have been the free throw line. Think of James Harden now. If that play happened to James Harden, James Harden would go down like he was shot. Yeah. And he would lay on the ground like, I got a concussion and LeBron just... He would have sold that call, would have splayed his legs out and figured out a way to get to the free throw line because that's what great players do now is they understand this shot is coming. I don't have as clean a look. I got contact. I want to get to the free throw line. And Durant was, I'm strong enough to get through and make this shot. After there was no foul call, Durant looked up saying, where's the call? But if you don't look like you're impeded and it's a tough call for the referee because both Durant and LeBron kind of have their backs to the court because it's on the baseline, you may not get that call. You got to sell that call. It's also final seconds, man. You, 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 you've got to get mugged
1: to get that call. You know, superstar on superstar crime. And again, LeBron <laughs> James being the top guy going in the game with, without a, a lot of contact and a big sell job. You're not drawing it. I mean, it's just, yeah. how many times do you see it in games, you and I in the studio at each night, where we're putting our arms up going, you really thought they were going to call Or in an NFL game, yeah. when the stakes are higher in the final minutes or you get to the playoffs. Like, no, you can mug each other. This is the way it goes. They're They're not going to blow a whistle and become part of the narrative. They'd rather be the, we didn't, and you can fight over how much contact necessitates a foul call Versus we did and it was ticky-tack
0: rather rather do it the other way and that's exactly what you got here So this sends the series back to miami the heat take game three 91 85 lebron goes for 29 pulls down 14 rebounds and uh Uh-oh, maybe this is lebron james finally getting it game four is won by the Heat, 104.98. And this goes back to something you and I talk about on our show on Fox Sports Radio all the time. Oh, by the way, Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon, Fox Sports Radio, Monday through Friday, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. on the East Coast, 7 to 11 on the West Coast. Check your local listings for the show and time in your area. We always say this. When you win an NBA title, show me the team that has their supporting cast win a game. And help them steal a game, Mm -hmm. and I will show you a team that wins the NBA title. Because you don't win a championship now in the NBA without your support players. Taking a game where you're either your best players didn't have a great game or they became the unknown X factor and suddenly here they are contributing way more than your team expected way more than the opponents expected they couldn't find a way to slow you down and you think alright the one game we have LeBron and Wade and Bosh down boy somebody else goes for a big game and they wind up winning. Again, go through all the box scores of all the NBA Finals the past 15 years. Show me the team that won the title. I'll show you a game or two in which their supporting cast wins a game for them.
1: And you had to steal them. And and this was certainly that game. And that's the point when you look at this game four uh, of this NBA Finals series. You got what you would expect out of LeBron James. You got what you'd expect out of Dwayne Wade. Putting up their numbers. But Battier and Bosch, who'd been giving you solid sustainable minutes, still played big minutes here. Baddy nearly 40 minutes, Chris Bosch at 37 and change, but here's your Mario Chalmers X factor game as he erupts for a nine for 15 night, 25 points. Still minus five on the night, but it yeah. gives you 25 points uh, in, in the starting lineup and you, you needed every last one of them, but not a guy you were expecting major contributions. You've been seeing, you know, 10 points here. Udonis Haslam only played 11 minutes in this game, had zero points, right? He'd been a near double-double guy for them with some regularity over the course of the season, but here Mario Chalmers cements his place in NBA lore, uh, (laughs) and LeBron James should be sending him Christmas cards uh, filled with gift cards and other Thank yous uh, for the rest of his life.
0: Well, this is also Norris Cole, the rookie for the heat, because this is a game that Oklahoma City came out going, all right, we got to get this. And they came out like gangbusters. And then Norris Cole, hits a couple of huge threes Mm -hmm. before halftime. And suddenly it's a three point game and a game that that Oklahoma City was dominating. Suddenly, wait, we're only up by three at halftime. Uh, But as you talked about the heroics from Ariel Chalmers, they needed it because this was the game that LeBron James left due to leg cramps. You, know, you had to sit out the final two minutes of the game with leg cramps. It was, oh my God, really? And it went from, oh, it's another year. You know, game one was LeBron's going to always fall short to, wow, LeBron is leading the Miami Heat to, oh, he's got leg cramps in the final couple minutes. That's so LeBron. All the cramps jokes that happened, but That's still. so LeBron. Yeah, the Heat held on to win, and it was, oh, wow, they're up 3-1. Uh, LeBron's going to win the NBA title. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But this is evidence that, you had a supporting cast in Miami finally, you know, after it took you a year and a half to find it, but you did. And the thunder didn't have one. James Harden had a bad game. And when you're not getting something great from everybody, look, Russell Westbrook had 43 in this game, but if you're only getting it from a couple of players, eventually the bottom of that socket drawer is going to come up empty. And Harden played poorly. He didn't have a great NBA finals to begin with. And that's part of the reason why the Oklahoma city thunder went home, but had they had another couple of players that could, Hey, take the pressure off Harden when he wasn't shooting. Well, Hey, maybe the Thunder win a couple of games, maybe they're the champs, but they did not have a great team. We told you about the Jags. They had, it was really a, a top three roster and everybody else. And it's no surprise. This is why the heater up three, one.
1: Yeah. Just an awful game. in that one for Harden two of 10 from the field did have 10 rebounds, but five fouls, four turnovers, just eight points. And Look, your rest of your squad, Cephalosius, five points, Abacus, four, Kendrick Perkins, who has some thoughts uh, on the greatest Thunder guy of all time. Uh, he only had four. Nick Collison, they retired his jersey, he had six. Okay, so you know, they, they couldn't find anybody other than the 71 between Durant and Westbrook. It was no third guy riding in to save the day. Good balance for Miami and that
0: X Factor. That you spoke of. Game five was a fate accompli for the Miami Heat. Up 3-1 at home with a chance to win the title. They do it 121 to 106. And again, they get X Factor from someone you're not expecting. Mike Miller goes seven out of eight from three-point range, scoring 23 for the Heat. Mean Mike Miller, the former pro wrestler, or Nick's coach. Uh sure, either one. Yes, either one. Or I'm trying with any of the famous Mike Millers. Michael Miller, Mikey Miller. M- 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 no, I Let's can't see. think of Mike Mike Miller's in history.
1: <laughs> Great Let's Mike Miller comes up. NBA history. What uh, do you the got first for First one to come up is the basketball player. Okay. Uh, the interim head coach of the Knicks. Yeah. Just name him head coach. Give the guy some dignity. Yeah. Um. Those are the two that yeah, come up. Yeah, there you go.
0: Pretty, pretty, That's pretty simple bad. name. You think they were going to get more? No, I really not thought just I'd Mike get Miller. more hits than that. No, they, you they didn't.
1: dominated the top of the. Uh, there is a writer director here in Southern California. There's an HVAC contractor. <laughs> HVAC contractor. I like that. Oh boy, you didn't think I'd go that deep, did no, you?
0: No, I didn't think we'd well, get to HVAC yeah. contractors on the show. I add value. Uh, but this was a game where hey. The big three for the Thunder played well. Durant was 32 and 11. Westbrook was 19 and 6. Harden was 19, 5 and 4 rebounds, but it doesn't matter because this was LeBron James triple-double. He is anointing himself as the true king of the NBA. You you know, and listen, when you get 23 points from an unexpected source in Mike Miller. Instead of a close game, it turns into a blowout. And that's what happened to the Heat. They beat the Thunder. They win the NBA title. But still at this time, it was the Thunder are just getting started, right? It was was the old you get to the NBA finals and lose, and you understand what it takes to get back there the next year. And then you start ripping off championships. Because the inches are all around. Oh, wrong sport. The inches we need are everywhere around us. Uh, Harden scored just 12 points per game, shot horribly. And, you know, while this was going to be the beginning, everybody learns from it. It turned out to be the last NBA finals for this Thunder group as they wound up slowly moving on. And James Harden was at the crux of this following the season. So you would think... Our three best players are 22, 23 years old. He'd have their players. Hey, we're going to keep everybody. We're not paying everybody great. This was the last time James Harden would play in a regular season game for the Oklahoma City Thunder. But they were going to run it back. They were. I mean, this, you thought so? Like this is it? Harden maybe gets in the starting lineup, and you know they wind up getting some players to come. It just didn't happen. Now you're saying this? Uh,
1: I've got to start playing the Sarah McLachlan song behind us. <laughs> Would you consider a couple dollars to keep James Harden in Oklahoma City? We really would like to have him. Can
0: you help us keep him? Harden was the reigning sixth man of the year. Depending on who you listen to, James Harden either wanted to be a Thunder long term, and the Thunder said no, or the Thunder were bent on trading him no matter what, because things got really crazy at the end of October, just before the season began, Harden is traded to the Rockets. The Thunder get Kevin Martin, Jeremy Lamb. They get a couple of first round picks and a second round pick in a shocking trade, right? Because, I mean, it was, wait, James Harden gets traded? James Harden, sixth man of the year? This is one of those trades like in your fantasy league when you find out somebody makes a trade, you go, dude, why didn't you call me? I would have right, given you sure. more than that. You know, so Harden goes to the Rockets because, honestly, This goes back to me saying Oklahoma City is going to be a tough destination to continue success long-term because are they going to be able to keep their stars? And faced with their first big decision, they sort of punted on it because I don't know that Sam Presti really was all in on keeping James Harden. They offered him a four-year, $52 million extension. And according to Harden, they gave him an hour to accept it, which tells me, do you really want the guy? Or do you want him to say no so you can trade him and move on? Come on. That's the Ocean's 11. That's George Clooney (laughs) going to Matt Damon. You're either in or you're out right now. The Thunder were facing a deadline to extend him or allow him to become a restricted free agent in July. Mm -hmm. So they go, according to Harden, here's our offer, four years and 52, which is a pretty good offer back then. uh, And you have an hour to take it. Yeah, As as we talked about, the top
1: earner that year, for perspective, was Kevin Durant at Mm -hmm. 15 and change. So... You know, you're, you're getting now star money.
0: He had just won the gold medal on the Olympic team. I mean, Harden was an ascending superstar that many teams would have loved to say, yeah, we'll take you and make you the focal point of our team. So if you offer a guy four years and 52 million and you give him an hour to accept it, how much does that say we really want you? It doesn't. And shortly after that, they had the trade all set up to the Houston Rockets, which tells me they knew this was going to happen. It's what they wanted to happen. They didn't want to keep James Harden because either they were afraid they weren't going to have the money when they had to pay Westbrook at the same time. So let's break up the big three. We just rode these three to get to the NBA finals and we fall just short of winning. And now let's break it up before we really begin. This was a panic move by the Oklahoma city thunder. And as we saw a few years later, Kevin Durant leaves, Russell Russbrook leaves. He winds up going to the Rockets, playing with James Harden again. And the Thunder are looking at a roster of, man, how do we, uh, how do we keep this going again? We had three great draft picks, and now they're all gone.
1: Well, but that's just it. You now played too well for those draft picks to, to be high, right? I mean, you, you're going to have to have the diamonds in the rough to where you go back to the Schneider model that we talked about when you look at the Seattle Seahawks uh, across another sport of. You know, the, the ping pong balls have to fall just the right way for you. Uh, and, and all of those assets that you pick up, you've got to hit. And then that's got to work fast. Like, that's the hard part is the running clock. When you get a guy on his first contract in a mid market or a small market or however you want to define them, that the bright lights are going to be there. Sure, their shoe money is rolling in from wherever, mm-hmm. right? Hardened shoe money. And Westbrooks and, and Kevin Durant and, and all of those ancillary things Are still going to be there Because it is a superstar driven league You don't necessarily have to climb the mountaintop The individuality And let's face it They're all characters in their own right but That's the one thing here You got three guys that are great stars mm-hmm. But also can go and do some other things As much as, you know, I liked When, when Chris Bosch showed up on a couple of the You know, different kid shows you know, he, he wasn't the booming personality at the time, right? <laughs> Here you have three guys that really can hold your ad- attention, and and I think recognize getting out of Oklahoma City was the only way to maximize what they wanted to do from a professional side, and then personally. I mean, we've known Durant and what he does uh, or did when he was up in Oakland for those years, and in, in inner city technology and other things he was into. So, you know, you're trying to find the bigger stage to do that and unfortunately Oklahoma City, you had your window.
0: And the trade turns out terribly for Oklahoma City because look, they go get Kevin Martin who was a nice player coming off a good year but he was almost 30 years old. Mm-hmm. Jeremy Lamb was intriguing. He had just led UConn to the NCAA title. So he but you know Jeremy Lamb didn't didn't pan out. And so in the Thunder's effort to say, all right, we'll trade a superstar to get deeper. It didn't really work out. And it was a slow dismantling of the team. And slowly, Kevin Durant realized, I'm not going to win here. I got to go someplace else to win. And a few years later, he goes and joins the Golden State Warriors and goes to three finals and, you know, and he wins uh, MVP in two of them and, you know, cements his status as the next great player in the NBA. You know, LeBron James, notwithstanding, I mean, look, th- this year was such a, it was such a shock to say, we have everything in front of us. Look at these three young players and the three guys he needed to take care of. They decided to only take care of two of them. And if it, 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 you go back and make this decision again, I mean, nobody else does this. Oh yeah. Oh, we have three great players. No, what we've got to do is trade one of them and try to get some... No, you keep the three great players and you fill in around and try to get a better supporting cast of people to come in. If you have three great players, you can get those supporting cast players to come in. This was Oklahoma City saying, we're here. You know, our guys have signed long-term deals. You know, Abaca signed long-term. Durant was signed long-term. They were giving Westbrook money. It was a... But I I just, in the end, I feel like they just didn't really want Harden and they wanted to find a way to push him out and they could, you know, remake the team and, and just go forward without him, which now just, you'd see this decision and go, this doesn't make sense.
1: It boggles the mind, but, you know, it
0: always, you always wait to see what comes out in the wash. And, you know, the next season... Started out great. They actually won more games. They won 60 games. And it looked like they were going to breeze through the playoffs. They played the Rockets in the first round. Again, Harden, they won that that series. But Russell Westbrook gets hurt in game two of that series, misses the rest of the playoffs. They lose to the Memphis Grizzlies in the next round in five games. And that was really it. It was, whoa, okay, now what happens? And it was... The absence of a superstar, you lose one, you're down to one superstar, it's kind of hard to win.
1: Well, it's funny, because we we talk about a lot on our, our show at Fox Sports Radio of windows, right, where people try to put these big, long terms on things, and I'll use the NFL for an example, right? The year Lamar Jackson was having for the Baltimore Ravens or St. Patrick Mahomes uh, in 2018, and the big... Pinball numbers that are going there. And there's just this assumption that it's always going to be that way. All right, we're setting up for a decade plus of Mm -hmm. just great. You don't know that, right? One or two linemen leave or get hurt. One wide receiver twists an ankle and can't get back on. And he's your speed, speed guy that takes the top off the defense. And suddenly you got, you know, they can load up in the box, whatever the case may be. like you, you never assume you're getting back Dan Marino second year mm-hmm. or this particular Oklahoma city thunder team is that you, you assume there's next year and the sad thing we're told all time in our life. You're not promised tomorrow in athletics. I mean, we see this in all sports, how quickly things change and how quickly fortunes change and, and dynasties collapse or those that were expected to be never actually materialize. You know, it's, it's, the tragedy that you had those three great Talents that just couldn't get over
0: So that's our look back at the 2011-2012 Oklahoma City Thunder Let's take a look at some players, where are they now Mr. Harmon? Alright, most of, most of these guys Are actually still
1: involved with basketball Like, there, there were I don't have any horror stories, like sometimes We do the where are they now, and there's like Three or four guys you eliminate because of some Grizzly off the field And <laughs> off the court kind of thing So we don't have that here uh, But we have some guys that continue to play overseas. You got Daquan Cook in the Israeli Premier League. You got Eric Maynard, who's in the Italian Liga.
0: You got Royal Ivy, who's now on your Knicks coaching staff. I thought Royal Ivy. Wasn't that the name of Jay-Z and Beyonce's one of their kids is Royal Ivy? I believe that could be. Okay. Yeah. If not, it should be. All right. Uh, and
1: Lazar Hayward playing... uh the Guarros de Lara.
0: I like uh, how you did the Guarros.
1: Yeah, a, a Guaro is a South American parrot. So he plays, they got a really cool logo. I was thinking of getting some merch. Oh, he plays with the parrots. All right. It's pretty much, yeah. That's nice. Yeah. The parrots of Lara. Okay. Not the Lara Not parrots. Lara, like, you know, a woman okay. uh, of, a, of a place called Lara. Uh, and then finally, Brian Keith saying, You can't go home again. He was an assistant coach for this squad. And then he disappeared. Well, he went. As an assistant coach for your Knicks See Ooh. it all it all circles together Because a bunch of these guys actually went to play for the Knicks
0: And yeah. played for them for a long time All, all the guys who weren't uh, Harden Pretty Durant much, yeah. or Westbrook Everybody had a yeah. cup of coffee there Yeah, yeah it's uh, And
1: I didn't want to depress you so, uh, <laughs> But Keith goes to the Knicks Then he's with the Lakers As a player development guy and assistant coach For a few years during the Magic Johnson reign And now he's back in Oklahoma City As an assistant coach Once again most of the other, we, we recognize the names. They're still having nice,
0: productive NBA careers. So there it is, your 2011-2012 Oklahoma City Thunder. Close, but no cigar. Hit us up on Twitter at How About Fresca Mike at Swollen Dome. Let us know who you'd like to see. Featured on a future episode of Special Teams with Jason Smith and Mike Harmon. We'll talk to you next week. Before you go, rate and review the show, whether you're listening on iHeartRadio, iHeartRadio apps, Apple, whatever it is. Give us a rate. Tell us you like it. We will love you forever and ever and ever. Special Teams is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip.
2: Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
4: Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets.